Hi, and welcome to Operation Adopted, where we explore the individualized nature of adoption. To do this, we have conversations with individuals who have been adopted, also known as adoptees. Whether good or bad, every adoptee has their own story to tell. Here on Operation Adopted, our goal is to provide a platform for those voices to be heard. Hi, and welcome back to Operation Adopted. Today, I have a special guest on. I'll have her introduce herself to you. I'm Melanie. I was adopted at the age of 14 months old from China. I don't have any information other than the fact that I was apparently two days old when my birth mother and father dropped me off. I came to America, uh, to Pennsylvania, and I have three older siblings who I'm really close to and fortunate to have really good relationships with. I have a close relationship with my parents. It's been rocky throughout the years, um, but it's been something that has helped me grow, even though sometimes it hasn't felt that way. Um, I'd say just for me, like, I'm realizing more and more that adoption is just going to be a part of my story for probably the day and, and forever. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I've accepted because for a long time, it's just been more of like me feeling like I'm always going to struggle and not realizing that I can accept what this is. And yeah, it's been a good experience, but also a very hard experience. It's not an easy experience to go through and, and even more difficult to explain to somebody who isn't adopted. Absolutely. That feelings that you've had, the emotions that you may have had or dealt with or have gone through throughout your life, you can't. There's no words to explain it to somebody who mm-hmm. never experienced it. Especially when you're adopted into a family that's so loving. Yes. I think it's extremely complicated and confusing because mm-hmm. I was adopted and taken out of a bad situation mm-hmm. and given a beautiful life where yeah. my family is full of love. Mm. And why would I struggle then? Yeah. So that's been something that I've had to navigate. Yeah. Well, uh, along with that, I'm sure at some points in times, people may have made comments to you, too, that were stating you should appreciate it. Or why do you feel poorly or negative thoughts about any of it? You know, you shouldn't because you are so fortunate. You're so lucky. Exactly. But, you know, typically what I ask people who are adopted, you know, what do you respond with for that? You know, there's nothing to respond with. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever had words to respond to with them. I think it's probably, I don't like confrontation. Mm -hmm. So it's been more like, sure. But then afterwards, I feel a lot of guilt actually when I hear that. And I Mm -hmm. know that like, I'm not always grateful, if that makes sense, in in that way. Guilt is something that will always be a part of your feelings in it because of where it comes from where it stems them for you and in that in terms of that's how you perceive certain things and that's okay but I don't think your guilt comes from you yourself more so like people will say something and it just makes you feel a certain way or it can be interpreted a certain way Mm -hmm. but I genuinely at times don't think people mean it that way either so, you know, the question is, why do we see it that way or why do we feel that way? There might be something underneath that's underlying as to why. Yeah. 
but that guilt definitely comes through. I mean, it comes through for me. Yeah. So I definitely understand what you're ta- what you're talking about, and that feeling as a whole is not an easy feeling. I think you're right. I think a lot of times, if I feel something, there's probably something underneath that feeling mm-hmm. that stems from adoption. Yeah. So I completely get that. Do you know what led your parents to adopt you? Since they did have kids before. Um, I know for my personal story, it's a little different as to why they adopted me, but I'm curious for you if you know why they chose to adopt you. I know it was in it was in my mom's heart for a long time. She wanted to adopt a girl. Okay. Um, and it fell through. I guess she had found she had found that sounds horrible, but she was uh-huh. matched with somebody else okay. years before I was even born. Oh, okay. And that fell through. And so she knew she had, she felt, believed that God called her to adoption. Mm -hmm. Same as my dad then. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they got matched with me. I don't fully know how, but they did get matched with me. But Mm -hmm. that's how it happened was she just felt it in her heart. Yeah, she felt led. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting. That's cool, though. Mm -hmm. Similarly to my experience, actually, they felt led to do that. Plus... They had boys and wanted a girl, so <laughs> and it wanted it to be a definite. Nice. So, uh, you said you don't like saying matched. It sounds like we're inhuman when you say matched. Yeah, it sounds like we're just like a puzzle piece. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and or a buffet food or something. It also feels like like later they could use that and be like, I don't know why it was matched with you. Like, mm, yeah. I think that using the word matched is, like, a little bit dangerous. It gives such a heavy weight to it. Yeah. That is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I never even thought about that. Like, yeah. coming back and being like, why didn't we match together? Yeah. Oh, it's almost like a dating thing. Like a yeah, dating app. You exactly. feel like a dating app. Oh, we matched. Swipe Let's right. swipe right, from yeah. right or left. And then you'd be like, why did I ever swipe right? And it's, <laughs> it's like, like, what am I then if you're going to, like, swipe right mm-hmm. or left? Yeah. Like, Oh, am yeah. I oh, wow. I didn't a child that. or am I just this like, person on a screen or whatever? That you want to like, yeah. that you'll be like, yeah, sure, let's pick this person. And I think it takes away from my story then mm-hmm. because then we're just talking about you. Yeah. So, because exactly. it gives us no say then. Exactly. What other emotions have you felt, you know, throughout your adoption? I've had a lot of emotions. Um, the primary the primary emotion that I've had to work through is rejection. I don't mm. know if that's an emotion. It's um, something that I've had to deal with. A feeling? Though. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling yeah. or emotions. Both are applying in this question. Okay. <laughs> rejection has been like the worst thing ever for me. Mm. It's been something that I've dealt with for forever. Mm-hmm. Well, since I was born to now. Mm-hmm. But it's just increased in strength Mm, over time over time yeah Yeah. so I think a lot of my feelings stem from rejection and emotions stem from rejection Mm -hmm. um and I've had I can see that now which has been good yeah so I know that I have triggers with rejection Mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to figure out how to navigate that yeah rejection is not something that anyone easily deals with let alone a rejection 
like ours when we don't even know the root of it. Yeah. And it maybe it wasn't even rejection. Maybe it was something different, but in your mind, it could be that's what it is. Yeah. And you mentioned before that you were adopted from China, which is also where I'm adopted from. So I know a little bit more of a background on that culture than other cultures. Apologize that I don't know all of them, but uh, the point being, I don't know if you ever know this or have ever thought about this before, um, but in China, you know, at that time, because we were around the same age, they didn't want girls. Yeah. You know, they wanted a boy. Mm-hmm. So your mind goes to those thoughts. Yeah. Of, well, was I just not wanted because yeah. I rejected or not wanted or, or whatever the thought is in your brain because I was a girl? Yeah. Or what happened or whatever the case may be. I mean, I don't know if you've ever really thought about it. I mean. Oh, I have. Like a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, as to why. Yeah. And I corrected myself earlier with the unwanted wording because. That is something that people have said to me in the past. I don't know if they've said it to you before, but but being adopted, you used to tell people and they're like, oh, so that means you're unwanted. Oh. Or that means that they didn't want you. And that hits home to mm-hmm. the whole rejection idea. Yeah. But I don't know if you've ever heard that before. <laughs> I, I don't think I have. That's what most that's people say. Awful. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that kind of gives people that feeling of, rejection Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't yeah you know so i was just curious if you've how often you've really thought about it or if that's kind of what that feeling stems from do you think that's what it stems from the whole like looking back at it oh absolutely okay i have thought about my past for a long time whether that's subconscious or conscious Mm -hmm. like it started when i was little yeah i used to daydream a lot about my birth parents and Mm. I definitely have run a few different types of stories in my head Mm -hmm. um, for what happened and And why. why. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I think it's hard not knowing. I think for a long time I didn't want to know, even though I wanted to know. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't until this year actually Mm -hmm. when I accepted my heritage Mm, and it took me a while. Mm. So I grew up primarily in a pretty Caucasian area. Yeah. And I adopted the Caucasian culture mindset and culture. Yeah. And so in order for me to not be different, I chose to push aside my heritage Oh, wow. I didn't look into it. I didn't Mm. want anything to do with China Mm. or anything because I was afraid if I was Chinese in this society society that I would get rejected Mm. because I did get a little bit of a taste of what it felt like to be different by, I never got you were unwanted, but Mm. I did get things like, oh, you were adopted. You're very fortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. And so I did that more so to protect myself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't until this past year where I really dove into that dove into that, and mm. accepted my heritage, and I love it. Yeah. So. Well, it's still a part of you whether or not you were raised by the people that birthed you or not or raised in that country. It's still part of who you are regardless of whether or not 
we wanted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Honestly, my fiance really helped me mm. to accept me because yeah. he accepted me. Yeah. For who you are, who I am. Mm. And once I accepted me for who I am, I felt a lot of freedom mm. and I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. And yeah. I was like, I can actually look into this. And so once I accepted my heritage, mm -hmm. I got really curious. I still am really yeah. curious. Um, about everything China. Mm, yeah. And that includes like my birth parents and like I do have a desire to find them. Yeah. So. Oh, that's really neat. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but I would oh, love to know them. You never know. You never. There are ways to do it now that I would have never imagined. Very true. <laughs> so yeah. maybe who knows. But that's really interesting. That's really neat because culture is a big part of who we are as a whole. Yeah. And that's anybody. Yeah. But when you're adopted and you're adopted into a family that's not the same ethnicity or race as you, it, it becomes interesting because then you're either deciding which culture do you choose as your, I don't want to say primary, but I guess primary culture versus do you share it? Yeah. So with that, did you ever really ask about it with your parents or did you just kind of let it go to the wayside kind of a thing? My mom was super good she always said that she wanted to follow my lead mm -hmm. so I started to really feel and have emotion towards adoption when I was 12 okay I didn't talk about it that much mm -hmm. but she would mention things here and there to see what okay. would happen yeah um my whole family has been supportive of my heritage mm -hmm. they've cool. always been supportive of that yeah. it's honestly just been me that struggled with Hmm. my heritage yeah um i think that because i didn't really talk about it a lot i struggled with it a lot yeah but i didn't talk about it with my family okay so so they didn't even really know they, or they did. kind of had an inkling <laughs> maybe i think it was more the inkling but okay. i never really dove into anything yeah that much with them because i think i was afraid of hurting them yeah. Yeah. Well, some people feel afraid of hurting their adoptive parents and saying that they even want to find out who their birth parents were. It's a tricky, awkward conversation. Yeah. Because I love my adoptive parents mm -hmm. and my adoptive family. Yeah. But I also do love my birth parents as well. Yeah. And it's Absolutely. this complicated mess. And situation that we're placed in. Because you don't even know who they are, but you still love them. Yeah. And even just loving them for still having you. you Absolutely. Know? Yeah. So I definitely understand that. Get that. Yeah. One of the biggest reasons why I haven't looked into them much is, A, because I don't have a lot of information. Which you don't seem to have much either, right? You don't, no, not at all. No names, no, no location. I mean, I know where my... Like where you were adopted yeah, from. But I don't know if that's where I was from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's the thing, too. You don't even know. Like, yeah. See, it's also weird because, or odd. I am Chinese, but yeah. I don't know if I look Chinese. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I get that. Okay. I get that a lot. Even even Asians yeah. from, like, internationally, yeah, the, they don't ever guess that I'm Chinese. No, nope. So that makes me question, like, what am I? Like where, what range yeah. are you in on like the DNA 
thing or whatever, yeah. uh, Ancestry.com, or you yeah. can, like, send in for the DNA thing and bring it back, and you mm-hmm. can see, like, their percentage. Yeah. Yeah, I get that all the time, too. I was afraid of doing that for a long time, yeah. the DNA thing. It's scary. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm afraid of what's to come back. Like, what are the results? Like, are you this, 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 and this? Or are you just all one thing? Are yeah. you... Yeah, like one section, I should say, not one thing. You're a person, obviously. I completely understand. <laughs> yeah. You know what I get a lot? Because I'm tall. Oh, yeah. And the tall. stereotype for Asians is that we're short. Yes. So I get a lot, oh, you're really tall for an Asian. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I've gotten that. That's terrible. It's interesting. How are you supposed to answer that? I, I'm always like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just tall. Yeah. It was just part of your, one of your traits, your characteristics. Yeah. Not characteristics, one of your traits that you just yeah. possess. You're tall. And also, there are tall Asians in China. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at wow, Yao, Yao Ming. Like, yeah. He's, he's a beast. He's like, he's tall. huge. <laughs> like, it's really just, tall. It's nutty to me that people are like shocked about those things when we live in america and everybody has different you know what i mean i would get stereotypes Mm -hmm. i'd get the question oh where are you from and i'd be like oh i'm from satterton oh yeah 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 and then they'd be like no where Where are you you actually from yes i'd be like oh okay i understand the question yeah i'm from china yeah yeah (laughs) it's like oh Sorry. Like, I don't understand if we have, like, this mark on our heads that says, please ask us these questions. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But yes. it is, um, it's been interesting. Yeah. yeah. Get the, where are you actually from? Like, mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually from around here. But I guess you're meaning, I usually just come out and say, do you, you mean where was I born? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like this fine line of, okay, I want to give grace too, because I understand that. Yeah, people don't know. People don't understand that it's it's hard to talk about or mm-hmm. it's probably not appropriate for them to ask yeah. these questions, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they don't ask you. I don't know if you've ever heard this either. Maybe they have. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> um, but what are you? I've gotten Ooh. that. I've gotten that. It's, what is the that? Same, it's the same question. Just What does that mean? It, I always just answer human because I'm a little. <laughs> what pa- are you supposed to say to that? <laughs> I just say human. I don't even know because I know what they're trying to ask. Yeah, it's just not the right wording at no, all. No, <laughs> that makes that makes you sound like you're not human. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, it was just say human. Oh, in my head I say human, but I say out loud where I'm from because I'm like I know what they mean. Yeah, just say it. Just you're just, the bigger person. Just say it. Yeah, it's fine. Yep. <laughs> so. It fits well with our conversation, too. Your, your siblings look quite different from you. How is your relationship with them through everything? I know you said you had a really good relationship. You're close to them, which is a really good situation to have because it's not everybody's situation who is adopted. But I'm curious to see how your, how your relationships with them have grown and have formed from when you were little because they are so significantly older, I guess yeah. you would say. Would you yeah. say significantly older? Yeah. Yeah. About how many how many years? So the closest sibling to me is eight years older than me. Okay, so yeah, so, so yeah, quite a significant gap. Yeah. So how did that affect your life? I think for me, I've always been close to my sister. Yeah, she's eight years older than me. Yeah, I've I was first her human baby doll. Yes, and then I grew <laughs> to just being her, like go around everywhere with her, mm. and then 
she moved off to college and got married and Mm -hmm. had kids and we still are super close. And then with my brothers, I'm close to them, but I'd say I'm closer to my sister. Mm -hmm. When she moved out to college, I started to really struggle with like adoption stuff because I was alone Mm -hmm. and then I was also homeschooled. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of alone time with my parents Mm. and for me personally, that was harder. Um, Yeah. So for my siblings and I, we've had a great relationship growing up, Mm -hmm. um, me growing up. We have our differences, Mm -hmm. but all siblings do. (laughs) I have never felt different from them. And Mm -hmm. they've made it very clear that I'm not different and that Mm -hmm. I'm I'm family and that it doesn't matter that I'm I was born somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So they've been honestly like I'm extremely blessed yeah. With really good, awesome siblings. Mm, so, yeah. Good. That's great. It's been awesome. That sounds like a wonderful relationship to have with your siblings, too, because, again, it doesn't always happen in these situations. There was one incident where I did feel a little different than them. Okay. And it was something that I had to kind of navigate, and they did a good job in helping me with that. Okay. But I think for a hot second – it felt like I was different. Mm. And then we just kind of talked it through and moved on, moved forward. How have you shared your story with many people before? My best friend is the first person that I really talked to. She came into my life when I started to really struggle. Mm -hmm. So I was maybe around 13. Okay. So um, she knows absolutely everything. Mm. My fiance knows everything. Yes. And I think it wasn't until probably last year when I started to share more openly with people. Yeah. I tried to in high school mm-hmm. and I even had like adopted adoptee moms come to me. Okay. But it was too much. I oh, couldn't do okay. it. Yeah. So, I'm I understand that I'm still working through things. Yeah. But I want to talk more if that makes sense. Yeah, talking helps you through a lot. Yeah. And kind of makes you even realize what the underlying feelings of certain situations have been or why you felt the way that you did based on this previous time or yeah situation that you're in or you know all of that combined kind of helps you move forward yeah and allows you to really dive into your own emotions and why you feel the way that you do and how you can kind of combat that as you move forward in life yeah I think for me, moving forward, in the past, I've made the mistake of thinking that if I worked through something, I was good and I was done and I could just be done. Yeah. But I think now I know that I'm never going to fully arrive. Okay. And I have accepted that being adopted and having these adopted feelings are going to be a part of me. Yeah. But it doesn't define me. No. And I'm able to move through them faster, the feelings Mm -hmm. and the emotions as I get older. Yeah. And I think that's encouraging to me to know that it's freeing to me to know that although I know that I will have struggles Mm -hmm. even when I'm probably 50. Yeah. But I've got a really faithful God Mm -hmm. that has helped me move through my feelings from when I was 12 to now. Honestly, from when I was born to now. Yeah. Because for us, we were orphans. Yeah. And 100%. technically, we were alone, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But I 
I am a believer and yeah. I believe that we were never alone. Yeah. Even absolutely. when we were physically alone. So physically, but not spiritually. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned before defining yourself in a certain way. So what would you choose to define yourself as? I mean, this is going to sound so cliche, <laughs> but a child of God. Yeah. Because yeah. if I try and define myself by saying that I'm an athlete mm -hmm. or that I'm a social worker mm -hmm. or that, et cetera, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I'm always going to fall short and mm -hmm. I'm always going to find a lot of pain and sorrow because I'm going to fail. Yeah. Even if I do fail, mm -hmm. he's still going to be right there and Absolutely. I'm still a child of God. Mm. So I'm not saying it's it's this perfect Situation. Like situation where I, I don't have pain and oh, no. and yeah. everything like that. But through my pain, mm -hmm. he's right there. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, he is the reason why I am here mm -hmm. because there have been some dark days. Yeah. And I don't know if you've, you've certainly had this. Mm. It's this pain in your heart where you feel the most empty ever. Yep. And... Even I can I can truly say this that even in those most awful moments of feeling mm. excruciating pain, yeah, like I know he's there. Yeah, so I would definitely define myself as a child of God. Mm. So I like that. That's a good description of it too. You did a good job of that. <laughs> so you also mentioned in there though, I I had that slip in there. Do you, do you said social worker or oh, yeah. social work? Is that what you do? Not currently, but I graduated with my bachelor's in social work. So that's what you like to do? No. No. So that's <laughs> what you went to school for? Yes. Why did you go to school for it? That's a good question. Do you know? <laughs> so I, my college experience is hilarious. Oh, okay. Honestly, I could write a book about it. Oh, well, maybe you should. <laughs> maybe I should. I think the reason, I know the reason why I went for social work was Maybe it, this is going to sound a little bit selfish, mm. but maybe more for helping me to understand myself. And, and then the not selfish part about that is understanding other people. Okay. Yeah. So although I'm not using my major, I don't regret at all going for social work because I yeah. learned cool. so much about myself and mm. other people. Because yeah. I do believe that this life is about others yeah. and serving other people mm -hmm. and in the emotional side, I definitely understand that more okay. now. So, Oh, that's really neat. Yeah. I was wondering if it was from adoption at all, if you thought maybe that's kind of partly why you went into it, but it kind of is, but not really. I think it's, I think it was because of God. Yeah. Because I, at the moment, at that point in my life, I wasn't, I was working through things, but I didn't yeah. know I had to, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um. So, yeah. That's cool. It's kind of funny. I like it. God knows. Yeah. I was just curious. That was just a <laughs> yeah. out of the blue question, <laughs> but it worked out. What do you think the biggest thing you've learned from being adopted has been? I think a lot of times when people hear adoption, mm -hmm. there's only a positive to that word. Yeah. And I believe that adoption is positive. Mm -hmm. And biblically, it's the most beautiful thing because yeah. we are adopted by God. Mm -hmm. But I think earthly people forget 
that adoption is also horrible. Yeah. It's ugly. And mm-hmm. for the child, it's painful mm-hmm. and it represents a lot of negative emotion. Yeah. The biggest thing that I've learned has been to focus on my relationship with me and God mm. and not allow other people's opinions to dictate where my mind goes or my feelings or my emotions. Yeah. Because society says that I should be grateful mm-hmm. and that this is the only thing about adoption is that it's positive. Mm-hmm. But I know and I know that God knows my heart. Yeah. And that although it is positive, like I said, mm-hmm. and it is negative. Yeah. It was God's plan. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, it's just been focusing on, all right, if I do really believe that God's all knowing and that he's a good God, mm-hmm. then I believe that even in the hard moments, I'm going to be met by him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's the most important thing has been just remembering this was God's plan. Yeah. Uh-huh. So... That's a good way to think about it, too, because there's so many outside things in the world that could drag you down from it because we are told to be grateful. You should be happy. You should be so you're or you're so lucky. You should just you should never complain or blah, 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 because your life was so great. And maybe it was. Maybe you had a great relationship with your parents or you had a great loving family. Maybe you didn't. Yeah. You know, and but even so, it doesn't dictate your life and how it comes out. Yeah. Because your personality is your personality, your character is your character, like we talked about earlier with the whole match idea. Yeah. You know, it's not one cookie cutter thing. Adoption isn't that way. And it is based off of our life. Mm-hmm. It, and that's it. It's our life. Yeah. And how we live our life is determined from day one. Yeah. From someone else's decision that mm-hmm. they made. Two people's decisions, yeah. honestly. Yeah, honestly, too. Because yeah. <laughs> we're in this situation because we are adopted. Yep. It's interesting. It's a very interesting feeling and thing to always ponder. It's always a pondering. It thing. is. It truly is. And something new comes up all the time. Yeah, and you're like, wait. Why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you ever take time to, do you ever take time to just kind of ponder over things? Like when something happens, do you just ponder it to be like, oh, let's analyze this. Why did this happen? I write poetry. Oh. And so for me, that's a good way for me to like work through whatever I'm feeling. Oh, that's a really neat way of doing it. It's interesting because I don't, I can't write poetry unless I actually feel something. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I kind of do it. I definitely ponder and think about things. And then analyze it later. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's a great way of doing it. That's a great method. Some people go to counselors. I know that. Some people write write in a journal. Poetry is really interesting, though, because that dives into a lot of emotions. Yeah. Poetry is very emotional. Mm -hmm. If you... If you know how to write poetry. Yeah. <laughs> Some people just think it's rhyming words, but it's not. But that's it's much really deeper. Neat. Yeah. So how long have you been doing that, the poetry? Oh, man. I think I started in 2018. 
Wow. Okay. So, so kind of recently. Yeah. It hasn't been forever. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think, um, so I, I played sports my whole life mm-hmm. and I was pretty caught up in that. That yeah. was more of my identity. And then as I got older and retired, mm-hmm. quote unquote, yeah. I had more time and I realized that mm. writing was beautiful and that I felt a lot better when I did it. So Yeah. It's your release. Writing and running are my releases. Yes. Yes. I feel like running is a release for many people. Yeah. And it's just re- it's it's very relaxing yeah. <laughs> for I, some yeah. people. Not everybody, not everybody. I got you. But yeah. I mean I yeah. love running, so it it's a very good release and yeah. a time to be alone. Yeah. I think what's interesting for me is that with running, so for me, I have a wild mind. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't just, I think of things all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm constantly mm-hmm. thinking, but with running, it's the one space where I can think of one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And okay. I think that's why I like it so much is that it, it makes me like Stop. slow down. And slow down. Yeah. yeah. What do you feel the word adoption really means to you? Beauty and pain. The beauty is because I know that it was God's plan for me to be adopted mm-hmm. and for whoever else was adopted. Yeah. I don't think God makes mistakes. Um, but because we live in a fallen world, there is pain. Yeah, absolutely. And because we live in a fallen world, we are orphans. Mm-hmm. And so it's beautiful that I didn't stay an orphan. Yeah. And it's beautiful that his plan was for me to have such a loving family mm-hmm. who brought me to Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that's why it's beautiful and painful is because I was brought from such pain mm-hmm. and I still have pain throughout the years and up until now and yeah. in the future. But I, I think what overrides the pain is the beauty if I can keep my eyes on Jesus. Mm. I like that. And you had mentioned that your family had kind of led you to Christ then? Yeah. I asked this question because I know for a fact that in China, you, it's not okay to really have that religion specifically. Yeah. Do you ever ponder what it would have been like if you weren't adopted and what your life would have been like different if it was different? Depends on the moment that you get me in. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think, no. All in all, I don't. I know why I was adopted. Yeah. So. Absolutely. But when I think about like, where would I be if I was still in China? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would know the Lord. Yeah. I, I highly doubt I would know God actually. Yeah. I don't doubt him. If he wanted me to know him, I would. But throughout the, like through the circumstances of China having that policy. Yeah. The odds of me knowing him in such a small very slim town. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Also, actually, I forgot to mention this. I was malnourished. So when so my parents <laughs> okay. Yeah. When my parents got me, I had rickets. So I yeah. was uh not able to walk. Mm-hmm. And so if I was still in China, I would still be crippled. Yep. So what would be your piece of advice to somebody looking to adopt a child if they were a parent? Like what would you give them as a piece of advice? I'm going to give two pieces of advice. Oh, that's absolutely. okay. Go ahead. The one is from my perspective okay. and the one is from my perspective for, from your parents, my parents. Oh yeah. yeah. Great. So from my perspective, 
I would say to somebody who wants to adapt to know that, especially in the hard moments, to try and remember that it's not personal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that it's complicated. Mm-hmm. But probably nine times out of the ten, it's not about you, even though mm. it's being projected on you. Yeah. From my perspective, like for my parents, mm-hmm. know that it's extremely hard. Yeah. And that you should maybe not have expectations or mm-hmm. visions of what it's going to look like. Yeah. Because it's probably not going to look anything like what you think it's going to look like. Yeah. Because everybody's different. Yeah, exactly. Plus what you assume from the parent perspective, it's what you've been told in books and yeah. in movies and from their perspective. And it's not always rainbows and butterflies. Exactly, It's, it's a lot of hard work and... We have those deeper feelings inside that just you can't explain. Exactly. Well, some people do. Not every adoptee does, actually, which is surprising enough. But yeah, for both sides, it's so rewarding. Yeah. But it takes a little bit of work for it to be rewarding. So. Yeah, it takes a lot from both ends. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of work for the child, too. Mm-hmm. That's that's also something, too, to, to not knock. It is also difficult for the child sometimes to be okay with it yeah and there are times when they might not be mm-hmm. and there's times when they may be yeah. or they may be for most of their life and then one day they'll just think about it and be like oh wait i don't like that or whatever the case may be yeah it'll change over time and it'll never <laughs> be the same pretty much yeah more than one time to- once in your life probably yeah you'll have your stages and this chunk here and that chunk there and yep it's very complex but it's cool <laughs> it is it is very cool experience to be a part of and on either side i think really yeah thanks for coming in today melanie thank you thanks for tuning in we'll be back again in two weeks with another story to share <laughs>